you can lead a gift horse to the water, but don't kiss it or something like that. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show. We're two brothers. Talk about candy. I'm Lyndon. And I'm Layton. And this is Hard Crack. All right. Happy Halloween weekend. Yeah, happy Halloween weekend, I guess. You had any uh, trick-or-treaters coming through? Are they doing like a weekend deal in your town? No. So it's going to be Monday? It'll be Monday, but there's not really any trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood. Yeah. No, where I live is mostly all like, for the most part, it's mostly college kids. Yeah. And like more of the families are further west or north of me. They don't come down here because they're all just like townhouse apartments. So they don't really. Well, we just did a bunch of trunk or treat events over yeah. the weekend. Yep. Loaded up on candy. So that. More than we know what to do with. So when kids <laughs> start knocking on the door tomorrow, we're just going to start handing it back. <laughs> yeah, take some of our kids. Yeah. We got so much candy. And then Knox went and got more candy today. And he went and got more candy today? Yeah. We did like a little event with scouting. Oh, I see. But you know what that means? What does that mean? I didn't have to go shopping. Oh, there you go. I just raided the candy selection and got a, got me some candy for today's podcast. Nice. I had to go shopping. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The CVS candy aisle is getting pretty sparse, though. Yeah, yeah. Which is not surprising. It's the day before Halloween, so. Yeah, exactly. Last minute, people are like, oh, man, I need something to hand out. Oh, yeah, no, there was more than one person in that aisle with, like, arms full of candy yeah so we shot for sixty thousand pieces of candy this year for the trunk or treat and thankfully we did not run out yeah how close were you not very no (laughs) no i mean i don't think it was too overkill but it wasn't like we didn't have to start rationing yeah Whereas the many years before, it's like, oh, we, you know, we start handing out candy, all the kids. And then you're like, oh, there's more kids. So you start handing out less. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this kid gets one piece. When you're handing out five before or whatever. Yeah, we were doing five <laughs> per kid. That was the goal. And then it like slowly starts to diminish. And uh, yeah, so this year we didn't run out, which was nice because last two years they ran to the store during the event to try and buy more. Oh. And it's like, sorry, kids, you know, we're just, just wait a minute, just hang around. We'll be, we'll be ready. We'll have candy. And it's like, nobody wants to just hang around. Yeah. Uh, And then we went to another event and they had the same issue. And it's like, ha, been there. (laughs) Been there, done that. Yep. So it was nice. Yeah, I know. Lots of people walking around in costumes all weekend, which is pretty normal. Yeah. Liz wants me to go big next year, so I'm starting my planning now. For like home or both like family costumes? like For just costumes in general. Mm. So like you're going to do like a matching outfit for all the whole family? She wants to do something matching, but I've had a costume that I've wanted to make for the longest time. Mm. Um, 
but can you make a few more that go with it or is it like a standalone thing i don't want to say what it is because i want it to be one of those costumes where nobody knows it's me oh okay you know what i'm saying yeah like the person who won this year for the most like the best trunk was a darth vader and if if you didn't know who it was nobody knew who it was oh i see so they were just that good yeah so that's my plan. I want to make a costume that nobody knows who it is. So I'm not telling anybody about it. Gotcha. So don't really know what the whole family costume around that could be. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. So I've thought about doing that with like um, almost like cosplay level of like make a Halloween costume. Yeah. That's what, I'm, just like, that's what I'm talking. Just like generic though. Like. Oh, just like, like something steampunky or like something. Yeah, like make a like a generic pirate or just like yeah, like a steampunk pirate or whatever. That is just like a super detailed costume, and just like have that as a Halloween costume that you can just bust out for whatever. But not Jack Sparrow or yeah, just like, something generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what this is. It's kind of generic, but it's a particular thing. But it's, I want it to be, like, really good. Yeah, the best costume I've seen so far this year was... Uh, I posted this on Twitter, but it's a couple... Or at least I thought they were a couple. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just friends. Um, that were dressed like two characters from Everything Everywhere all at once. I think I saw you talk about the hot dog fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Did they actually have, have hot dog her? fingers? Yeah, I think I think she had, like, turned, like taken a pair of gloves... And turn like use that as the base to make like these hot dog fingers. Nice, because like they were really simple costumes. Because like they were just like dressed wearing the clothes that like the character was dressed like. But like then she had the fingers that clearly made it Deirdre from that particular universe. And then he had a raccoon on his head that clearly made him Chad from another universe. In because like everything everywhere all at once is a multiversal movie. Mm-hmm. And so like. Without those two defining things, they were just like wearing an outfit. As soon as you saw those two things, you knew exactly who they were. They did a really good job with it. Cool. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where like you'd have, if you haven't seen the movie, you'd have no clue who those yeah. people are yeah. or what they are. But if you've seen the movie, it was really well done. And you're like, oh, wow, I know exactly who you are. Cool deal. Yeah. Well, let's uh, hop into this before we get going too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the 42nd episode of the Hard Crack Podcast. And today we are talking about... Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, milk chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, it does say it. Awesome. Oh, it does say what? Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. I'm just curious. I just okay. saw something. I was like, no way. Uh, okay. All right, so... Where do we start then? Where do we start? Your neck of the woods, currently. Philadelphia. Eh, close enough. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, Amish country. Uh, one of these Lancaster candy makers. In and around Hershey. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot that like Hershey, Pennsylvania, is a thing. Yeah, you know, Hershey's chocolate. Well. Yep. So. Where in Pennsylvania, 1979, is born a man, Harry Burnett Reese. Okay. Okay. Little entrepreneur whippersnapper. He's grown up milking cows, trying to earn some pocket money. 
even to the point where he builds a pond on his family farm to grow frogs to sell to restaurants. To grow fr- Oh, okay. This is before American cuisine. It's like frogs are gross. Yeah, frog legs. <laughs> Actually, can you still get frog legs in the South? Probably in the South, but probably not at any sort of mainstream restaurant. You'd probably have to go to like <laughs> a uh, mom and pop type yeah. where they make their own menu, you know? Mm-hmm. This kid was making money any way he could from a young age. He gets married at 21. Then at 24, he starts working with his father-in-law. He's a fisher doing cannery. Okay. So, I don't know, sardines or canned fish. He's the fisher, gives them to his father-in-law, his his father-in-law cans them. So, he moves to Virginia to go work with his father-in-law. Okay. Well... In 1916, he reads an ad in the newspaper. He's 37 at this point, and it's from the York Daily Records. Milton S. Hershey looking for people to work in the dairy farms. Right? Okay. He grew up on a dairy farm, right? Yeah, so he grew up on a dairy farm. He kind of already was doing some dairy stuff. So he's like, you know what? I'll do it. He had already been a manager of a dairy farm. So, he uh, starts working for Hershey. And, like, just purely for, like, the dairy side of it. Yep. He's a dairy man, right? So, it's not, like, necessarily confectionery. It's just, like... Nope. This was just for the milk for for Hershey's chocolate. So, he's a dairy man. A year later, he's knocking out such a good job that he gets promoted to run this new farm. It's an experimental farm at the time. So, we're talking 1918, and they're bringing in... Automated milking machines. Okay. So he's in charge of running this this top-of-the-line automated milking machine uh, dairy farm. Well, it turns out they weren't quite ready for that. So two years later, that plant ended up shutting down. It just was too much money. So Reese is jobless. All right. So he decides to start R&R Candy Company. In an old cannery in Hummelston, Pennsylvania. And he starts making chocolate-covered almonds. Oh, all right. <laughs> and raisins. A chocolate-covered... Right? Chocolate-covered like... almonds and raisins. Gotcha. year later, he reorganizes his company, turns it into superior chocolate and confectionery. <laughs> Sounds like he has a grudge against Hershey at this point. Maybe. Su- superior chocolate. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, I guess now would be a good time to tell you all of the the chocolate products that uh, that were being made by Reese used Hershey chocolate. So I don't know how much of a grudge he actually had. He just bought it and used it. Yep. Or like He was using Hershey chocolate to make all his chocolate covered things. Gotcha. Okay. So. Yeah, I guess he probably still had a working relationship or something. Yeah, so he got Superior Chocolate Company and Confectionery and raises $290,000 by issuing stocks so that he can buy new equipment. Okay. That doesn't work out. <laughs> All right. Company goes under. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? I mean, what's the average? You fail like seven, like five or six times before like you really actually successfully... Yeah. But at this point... He's jobless again. He's got 10 kids and counting. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, he takes three jobs. 
He goes works at a paper mill. He's a butcher, and he goes and works at a cannery. So he's working three jobs, trying to feed ten kids and counting. Keeps losing his jobs. Keeps losing his companies. So his father-in-law, in 1921, a year after his company goes under, says, "You know what? I'm buying you a house in Hershey, Pennsylvania. You're going to move out to Hershey, and you know, hopefully we can figure out how to get you back on your feet and supporting your family." Well. Back in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Reese knocks on the door. Mr. Milton, hey, hey, can I go work in the shipping department? <laughs> you know, since I'm this great candy maker, <laughs> so he, he goes and works for the shipping department of Hershey. Not making candy, just shipping. Someone's got to ship the product. Uh, his son's working in the shipping department as well at this time. He's probably one of his older ones. I'd, I'd hope so. And now this is where like the gold happens. This is the magic moment. He's got a stable job working for Hershey. So he starts making candy in his basement on the side. Okay. No pressure, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got a job doing the shipping department. He's not worried about like, oh, if I fail at my candy thing, then I'm out of a job. Like Exactly. If so, I fail at this new farming initiative. Yeah. 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 He's been trying to do all these big things and it's been leaving him high and dry. So now he's making candy in his basement on the side, right? Yeah. So two years later in 1923, Reese finally quits his factory job in the shipping department, and goes full-time as the candy maker H.B. Reese Candy Company. All right? All so right. He, he did it the right way. He just grew organically, finally got to the point where he could step away. Right? But at this yeah. point, he's just selling his candies in bulk through consignment. Right? Yeah, so he's not trying to market a product. He's just giving it, like, selling it. Yeah, like he's, putting in, he's putting it in convenience stores, putting it in hardware stores. Uh, he's even doing, like, live coding demonstrations in Windows. Oh, so he's like, here's how I make the can, like. Yeah, you know, just trying to drive traffic, right? Yeah. So, business is booming. It's going so well, he takes on a loan, builds a new house, and builds a Builds a factory. All right. And this is in 1926. So this is three years after he finally quit his job, went full time. He's doing great. Well, at this point, he's got 16 kids. <laughs> <laughs> so he never stopped the whole time. Just. He never stopped. And then he's he's making candy, right? Now, like you said, this is the magic moment, right? 1928, he's talking to a customer. And one of his customers is a little birdie and says, hey, you know, there's one of these competitors of yours. They're having an issue supplying me with this chocolate-covered peanut butter they used to make. Okay. Ding. Re Ding, light bulb goes off. Reese heads back to his factory, starts developing an automated line to make peanut butter chocolates. Okay. And he adds them to his assorted chocolate line, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, that didn't work out because nobody wanted the assorted chocolates 
everybody wanted the peanut butter chocolates. So eventually the assorted box turned into a peanut butter cup box. And they were solely penny cups at that time. So from what I can tell, this penny cup is uh, similar to maybe the holiday, like foil wrapped size. You mean like these ones? Yeah. This, the, the mini, what do they call them now? They're like the miniatures. Yeah. I think it's what they call them now. So that's what I have somewhat been able to determine is the penny cup. And they called them a penny cup because... They cost a penny. They cost a penny. So these penny cups are doing so well, he pays off his loans on his factory and his house. And you know what's crazy? We're talking about the Great Depression. Wow. I didn't even think about that. And he's selling chocolate and pays off his loan on his house and his factory early. During the Great Depression. During the Great Depression. Huh. And that's the birth of the peanut butter cup. At that time, called a penny cup. But then... Yeah. We always have to have a great interjection. World War Two. World War Two comes along. <laughs> Boom. Every one of these candy companies <laughs> starts... Like, anytime it's like pre-World War Two, and they're still around by the time World War Two happens, their entire operation just gets upended. Either... They're like, you're not making that anymore. You're making MREs. Well. Or or the U.S. Army was like, you're not, you can still make that, but we're the only ones that can buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> Reese was not uh, affected that badly by World War II. No. So what happened with this company with World War II? He stopped making anything but penny cups. So he was still making other stuff at the time? Oh, yeah. He was making all of his candies. But the penny cup was his golden horse. His bestseller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Golden horse. It's called, it's called a golden goose. <laughs> golden goose, golden horse. Don't. His golden ticket. Kiss a gift horse in the mouth or something. Yes, that's also true. Or is it or don't, a. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You can lead a gift horse to the water, but don't kiss it or something like that. <laughs> his golden uh, horse. Was the penny that he's cup. led to water that he after he kissed it for looking at the <laughs> yeah. mouth. Yeah. So he just stops making everything but the penny cups. Okay. Was well, this as like uh, the U.S. Army wants penny cups for ra- like nope. rations? Like nope. no. Okay. He just was able to minimize his production down enough by removing everything else well, that he I mean, could just. Were, yeah, I mean they were they were requisitioning chocolate. They were requisitioning everything. Yeah. Everything was rationed. Everything was for so, war effort. So. He just kept plugging away. Post war. What does he do? Uh, keeps only making penny, penny cups. Yeah. He comes out with a new product. The five cent cup. Is that the more? And the five cent cup is flatter and wider. More traditionally what we know today. As a Reese's peanut butter cup. As a Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. After World War II, he introduces the five cent cup and sales go up 25%. Year over year. Wow. And counting. Gone. So post-war, he's booming. He decides to start building another factory in 1956. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's 76 years old and he dies. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like getting pretty old. He was born in what, 1850-something? He was born in 1879. 
Oh, okay. 1879. Uh, yeah, he's still getting, even during World War II, he would have been old. Yeah, so 1856, he starts a factory, dies at 76. Down in West Palm on vacation. <laughs> okay. So, I'd mentioned he had uh, 16 kids, eight daughters, eight sons. Wow. But uh, because of the way it was back then, he ended up losing one daughter and two sons throughout his life. Okay. I mean, people, do, it still happens. Three of them didn't make it to adulthood. Okay. Um, so, at this point, he's got six living sons, and he leaves his company to his sons. Not sure what the daughters got. But it sounds like they got the short end of the stick. Sounds like it. <laughs> the sons got the company. So they complete the factory. And this co- factory cost $6.8 million. Then or now? Then. Whoa. But <laughs> their sales were at $125 million. A year? Mm-hmm. How in, what in the wow? So they didn't, didn't, didn't worry about building the factory. It was <laughs> <No>. like, sure, <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yikes. All right? Sure. Seven years after Reese dies, the sons finally decide to make the merger with Hershey. So is it a merger? Yeah, stock for stock merger. So it was not technically an acquisition. Nope. It was a stock for stock merger. All right. Yeah. You want to know the numbers? Because I had wondered about that. Like, when you threw out the numbers of, like, how much Hers- like Reese's was making, I was yeah. like, how in the heck could Hershey afford to buy that company then? Six years after the merger, Peanut Butter Cups is Hershey's number one selling candy. Of course. Right? I mean, Reese's is, like, it's got to be, like, today still one of their number one sellers. Now we just skyrocket into the future, right? Okay, so when was the merger in the... Uh... Seven years after his death, he died in 56, so the merger was in 63. Okay. 1963, they merge. 1969, Reese hits the top seller for Hershey and has never left. It is their best-selling product. Reese, so we're going to jump up to modern day because we could talk about when the this when and that, like and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fast break. Well, like, we, like we've talked about, like we've talked about different stuff. We've talked about Reese's yeah. Pieces, which was in the 80s, and it was an E.T. and Yeah, et and so it just launched and obviously splits off into uh, all the all that stuff. Yeah. But we'll get into some modern day numbers. They did some, they did some studies. There's like a convenience store survey. Okay. Uh Reese is the largest confectioner brand. They're 62% larger than the next company. <laughs> they hold six spots of the top 20 best-selling chocolate items. They claim 47% of all seasonal sales in the U.S. For like holidays? For holidays, the big four. What are the big four under like confectioner? Halloween, Halloween, Christmas, Christmas Easter. Easter. Or Valentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, Halloween, Christmas, Easter, and Valentine's Day. Yep. That makes sense. They own 47% of those sales. Goes to Reese's. Oh, my word. The next company in line gets 10% of seasonal sales. Reese's is, like, unstoppable. 
They have over a hundred different items. A hundred what? Yeah. Okay. Take five. Big cups, mini cups, thins, top, oh, yeah, I guess. chocolate Fast sauces, sprays. toppings. Yeah, you can buy the freaking peanut butter itself as just like regular peanut butter. Yeah. And as I said early, all the chocolate has always been Hershey chocolate. Yeah. So it kind of just works. Yeah. And as we talked about last year on the Halloween special, Reese is the number one Halloween candy. Yeah. So this is a behemoth. Yeah, I guess I knew they were big, but I didn't realize like they were that far and away the, the biggest. Yeah. So you were ask, asking about the merger? Yeah. Yeah, the Reese Sons own 16 million shares of Hershey. <laughs> estimated at 3.7 billion with yeah. 66 million annual dividends. Jeez. So the Sons are doing okay. Are they still involved with it at all, or they're just like, eh. I, they probably just own it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they don't touch nothing. Probably let Hershey deal with all that and just reap the benefits. Yeah. Uh, now we'll get into some interesting things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, if, you, right. if you look at the back of a Hershey cup. I don't know if I have a regular cup. I don't have a regular cup. I just have the small ones. Gluten-free. Oh. But the only ones that are not gluten-free are the holiday ones. These ones? Yep. The pumpkins, the Christmas trees, the hearts. So I don't know why those ones have gluten and the other ones don't. But the holiday... Yeah, the miniature box bag says gluten-free on yep. all, all the Hershey products are gluten-free except for the holidays. It does not say that. Hold on. I threw away that part. Yeah, that one doesn't say... Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder if it's just how they make them, so they can't guarantee they're gluten-free. Uh, yeah, maybe they're on a different assembly line, or maybe because of how big the filling is. I was talking to Liz. Maybe since they don't have the structure of the chocolate, like the cups, the filling is a little more rigid. Gluten-y. Yeah. Got some a little bit, got some something glutinous in it to keep it. Got, got some glue. <laughs> some, Tin. Gluten, yeah, maybe. Is gluten glue? Does gluten hold things together? <laughs> kind of. Well, okay, so you've you made bread before, right? Yeah. So when you, when bread is really chewy, think of like a bagel. That's the gluten? Gluten is what makes that bagel as chewy as it is. So when you're making bread and you pull it apart and you see all those strands in it, that's gluten that does that. Well, everybody says that the holiday versions of Reese are the best. I beg to differ. So I say it's true because they got gluten in them, and gluten is delicious. <laughs> Maybe that's the actual secret. Everyone's talking about like ratios of chocolate to nope, peanut it's butter. The gluten. And- <laughs> Because you take that gluten out of stuff and it starts tasting funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you might be on to something there. But there you go. Don't eat the holiday ones if you want no gluten. Eat the regular ones. Yeah. So you said you beg to differ? Yes. Should we get into that or do you have any other fun facts before we like? I have one more fun fact. All right. I'll lay the fun fact and then we'll get into uh, eating some Hershey. 
or some Reese. All right, sounds good. Fun fact: Reese lived in Pennsylvania when he died. Yeah, you say he died in Florida on vacation. Yeah, but his house, his his residence, was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and he yeah. lived at six three zero Linden Road, L I N D E N, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Six three zero. Six three zero. Wow. I thought that was interesting. One transposed digit off. <laughs> yeah. To my birth area code and yeah. my name's spelling. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, I think like most towns in the US have a Linden Street. Yes, almost every town does. Because it's a tree. Yeah. Like all the main all the major roads in Philadelphia are named after trees. Most commonly known as basswood in America. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, Philadelphia is, like, two of their major roads. Like, most of their major roads are named after trees. Like, the biggest, two biggest roads in Philadelphia are Market Street and Broad Street. Market Street runs east-west, Broad Street runs north-south. But, like, in between all those, so Philadelphia is a big grid. Yep. And it's designed that way from the start. It's not like a grid that was imposed after the fact. It was designed that way from the beginning. And two of the longest east-west running corridors are just south of Market Street. That is Chestnut Street and Walnut Street. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like Samson Street, Linden Street is in there somewhere. I don't know where, but it's in there somewhere. Samson, and like they run like the length of the city. Yep. Cool. So I yeah. just thought that was an interesting nugget. Yeah, one transposed digit away. Mm-hmm. That's like the transposed digit thing. Uh, I've told, have I told you about this? I think I have. I get random phone calls. And I have for years and I don't answer them because they're numbers I don't know, but I get voicemails of people trying to sell me used motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently someone has a business where they buy and sell used motorcycles. Their phone number is one digit off from mine. Transposed or just. It's one transposed digit in the area code and it's the exact same number as mine. So they flip like two of those digits and I get a phone call like every few months i'll just get a voicemail that says they describe some 19 i got a 1973 honda or whatever and it's just like uh all right can't help you i'm not buying a motorcycle from you <laughs> well that's like uh all right getting pizza orders all the time what yeah oh yeah you told me about that because because philly's number is really close to the pizza joint yeah <laughs> i forgot about that yeah <laughs> uh, order to go nope <laughs> Uh, good stuff alright let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into Flavortown (laughs) Guy Fieri style sure alright okay you don't think I do not think the holiday ones are the best ones okay I am a firm believer that Reese's miniatures are the best Reese's the miniatures in the foil in the foil they are the best ones Okay. And what is your uh, reasoning? Bite size. Okay. I think it's a big part of it. So when you... Yeah, the holiday ones, especially the newer holiday ones, which are smaller than they used to be. Yeah, I got the little pumpkins, not like the no, massive so these are, ones. But you can yeah. get... So you can get two different sizes of the holiday ones. Um, I got the smaller ones because I wanted to test this theory. Because like you said, everyone tends to say that the holiday ones are better. Because they're shaped differently. They're thinner. Like they all call this 
It's more chocolate, uh, less chocolate, thinner, whatever. I think it's more Mostly peanut butter. More peanut butter because they're shaped like Christmas trees or bats or eggs or whatever. Right? Yeah. Hearts. And Halloween has like seven different images that they do. But they started making this two different sizes of the holiday ones. And I was thinking, okay, maybe the smaller holiday ones are might actually might, would actually like be the thing that I'm looking for. No. Nope. Still the foil. So it's bite size. It's the right, for me, I think it's the right, I don't know. Maybe it's the right combination of chocolate to peanut butter, but it's like the bite sized, throw it all in the mouth as one whole thing rather than taking bites of it. Yeah. I could see that. What about the little, little ones that come in like the grab bag? Those aren't bad, but I like the miniatures better. Yeah. But like the thing about the miniatures and like I don't buy them. And here's why. <laughs> so similar to you and Twizzler. No self-control. Uh, yeah. It's like um, I had bought a bag of miniatures to record this episode. Um, and we did not record when I thought we would record. And actually, before I even thought we would record, I ate them all before. It didn't even get to recording. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, we're not recording and I'm going to eat these. It's like literally like I bought them because I was like, oh, we're going to record probably like this week. Like a day later, that bag was gone. <laughs> yeah, when we canceled, that's when I ate the ones I had already bought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't eat them before that, though. Oh, yeah. No, like, they didn't even make it. Like, I bought them on, like, Monday. They made it to, like, Tuesday Well, night. I guess that ruins the uh, buy it, eat it tractor for you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and me, I guess. <laughs> like, all right. Well, let's just do that. Let's talk about rating it then. Um, well, a tidbit. Uh, why I think they make the small ones now. But the is, small hol- holiday ones, you mean? Yeah, the small holidays is because it's getting very popular for Hershey to sell those six packs. Yes. On like the sleeve of the six yep. candy bars, whether it be like Hershey bar or a Babe Ruth or a Milky yeah, Bay yeah. or, yep. you know, Hershey's been on board with that whole six pack individuals. And so this is much more akin to that size. Yeah. So it can market well with the rest of those. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I don't feel the need to I, I, eat them. You know, you, you feel the need to eat them. You just don't do. feel it's necessary. It's not required. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you haven't had a Reese's peanut butter cup, uh, go try one. Yeah, unless you're allergic to peanut butter. Yeah, well, then obviously don't. But there's a reason there's like a million um, knockoffs of this stuff, too. Yeah. Like every chocolate, every chocolate or candy shop makes a generic peanut butter cup. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. And it's because of how popular these things are. And we talked about it. Like the sales are born out of that. But it's not a very popular commercial candy. Like uh, as far as like on the shelves. If you go to like candy stores, you'll find it. But like you don't find Walmart brand peanut oh, butter cups. No. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just like people don't think Reese's is... They can emulate what Reese's is. Yeah. But you the, know, only other one, the only other brand I can think of that is like a dedicated peanut butter cup that is not like a generic at a candy like shop, shop is... Um, what is that brand? Like Simply... Uh, what are they called? Yeah. I feel like all of the ones that are generic are like 
generic generic yeah no this is um there's, there's no like competition justin's yeah that is the only one that i've seen that's probably the closest thing that's a comp competitor yeah where it's like they're they're trying to market these things not just make them and sell them yeah so here's the other thing though and i heard this from one of my navy friends he talked about this so there's justin's and that's the one i've seen like the most but Unreal, the brand. Have you ever heard of the brand Unreal? No. Um, they're like a vegan, gluten-free company. Apparently, their peanut butter cups are actually ridiculously good. Okay. And they're vegan, gluten-free, cruelty-free, whatever. And they're apparently amazing. Okay. I've never tried them, but that's what I've heard. I'm... I'm thinking I'm going to tell Amanda to get some from Costco because that's where he gets them and try them out. Okay. Nice. So I want to try them because like he like was like literally like raving about them. And this is the, this is the kind of guy who like eats Oreos as cereal. Yeah. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> He'd take it one step forward and say, I'm going to dunk my Oreos. I'm just going to pour them in a bowl with milk like and cereal. Nice. <laughs> Oh yeah, so buy it, eat it, trash it. Reese's are a buy it for me, but they are so hard, so hard of a buy it. They have pushed beyond buy it because I cannot not eat the entire thing when I buy them. So they're they're getting to the they, point where you can't buy it. Yeah, it's it's beyond buy it to can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I rely on other people having them available uh, to get a regular supply of them, or I buy literally the smallest amount I can. Yeah, Surely like because the, I know like the, I will eat the whole thing. Well, we got Christmas coming up. You can get those candy cane tubes. That'll have like See, that's too ten much. of them. That's, that's too ten, much. The ten of them stacked up. Yeah, that's too much. I need the whole thing. Yeah, immediately. I buy like the one-off cups if I can. Well, I'm saying if you want the little miniatures like you like, yeah, those that's little fair. canes are probably the smallest way to get. Yeah, the some. problem is that they're like only ones a year. <laughs> Actually, I think they do those things for Easter too. So, yeah, no. I'm uh, I'm a buy it. Um, I prefer classic cups or the uh, holiday cups. Holidays, because I like the peanut butter. Why don't you just buy the peanut butter? Because I buy cookie butter instead. Oh, made out of okay. Biscoff. Oh, don't don't do it. Don't don't do it. <laughs> don't start down that rabbit hole. You don't need that in your life. I think I do need it in my yeah, life. It's though. Biscoff cookies ground up, mixed with a little bit of oil. Oh, oh yeah, it's best. <laughs> so I might have to make some like ice cream with that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but I will say I have trashed a Reese. What did you trash? And recently. Okay. Do tell. Because I have never trashed a Reese's thing ever in my life. <laughs> yes. I bought a two-pack of organic Reese. Oh. And it's straight garbage. <laughs> I didn't even finish the one I ate, and the other one went in the garbage. Yeah, so I think that's what Unreal is like kind of do, but apparently Unreal tastes really good. This was like powder. Cool. Yeah, the peanut butter I've was like those. chalk. I've seen those, like the organic. Like. The packaging was really cool because it's like kind of like waxy paper type. Yeah. 
but, but the no. actual product was not yeah nope like I'm all for organic and like saving the environment and all that sustainable but, resources and stuff but not yeah. at a not at a sacrifice not at a compromise not, like that not, not not at that big of a sacrifice yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah by all means and make a better product but if it makes your product absolute garbage yeah so that's just my opinion it was garbage so i put it there all right so there you go that's reese reese's peanut butter cups Mm-hmm. what a legend eddie Izzard has a joke about that it's a possessive s on reese's so if you see Re- <laughs> if you see a reese's it's his yeah or was, or was that Mitch Hedberg? Mitch Hedberg actually has that joke. No way. What? Reese owns the color. What? Back of my cup. The orange color is a registered trademark. The orange? Whoa. <laughs> that hue of orange is a registered trademark. I wonder how the heck they pulled that off. Wow. Makes me wonder, wonder if you wonder if Walmart owns that like shade of blue and yellow. I wouldn't or if be surprised. Owns that shade of red. A lot of colors companies bet, own their own colors. I bet Amazon owns that blue color. Mm-hmm. I bet they do. Because all it, you think about it, it only has to be one, one digit yeah. different. You see that color though, you know exactly who that truck is or that building. You know that's Reese's. What am I holding? It's Reese's. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just know that. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. I just never thought about that. I've never seen that written anywhere like that. Yeah. Though. Yeah, I, I was just reading the back. Like, that red of the like, color of Kit Kat is like, this color is whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Cool deal. That is cool. So what's next? In two weeks, we're going to jump into the patch. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, I thought we were going to be eating cabbage. Dad, I don't want to eat a doll. <laughs> <laughs> what else grows in a patch? Pumpkins? Watermelon? Most melons, I guess. Either way. Briar, briar patch? Cabbage so, patch so kids. Garbage uh, pale kids. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks, we will jump into the wonderful world of Sour Patch Kids. Already salivating. You want a list on that one? Uh, if she wants to join in, she can. Yeah, because I know she likes those. So. That's one of her favorite. Alrighty. Sounds fun. Cool deal. Yeah. Sweet deal. Who knew Reese's is still a powerhouse? Oh, to this day. I knew it, but I didn't realize like how... How much, much of a powerhouse it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. Massive company. They deserve all the support, in my opinion. It's a great product. Alrighty. Alrighty. Well, that's going to wrap us up. We'll see you in two weeks for Sour Patch Kids. I wonder if they are related to Cabbage Patch Kids in any way. I don't know. I guess we'll mm-hmm. find out. Until later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.